of Her Story, a podcast that celebrates women who made or are making their stamp on our society. I have with me my plumber, Larry. No, it's still Joe Ortiz. Hello there. Heard it both ways. Yeah, well, uh, it's wrong the other way. Is it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> last week we released two episodes in very different formats. I would like to continue the podcast in this manner. At the beginning of the week, we'll be releasing a deep dive research episode, followed by an episode later in the week with an interview format showcasing women in all walks of life doing their thing. If you know someone who is a boss lady that you would like to hear an interview with, or if you have an episode suggestion, feel free to send me an email. I have the next few weeks of episodes planned out, but I would love to hear from you about future episode ideas. Now, let's get right to it. You ready, Joe? I'm strapped in. Let's do it, Heather, Ashley. Our Her Story lesson takes place in the beautiful Dominican Republic, while it was under the hideous rule of Rafael Trujillo. Did I do that correct? Rafael Trujillo. 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 Yeah, I'm, it's like a, you I'm, gotta roll the out, the double L. Trujillo. Yeah. Trujillo. You, we'll get it. I'm trying. We're gonna work on it. She's great. <laughs> the Mirabel sisters, best known as Las Mariposas. Las Mariposas. Mm -hmm. Las Mariposas, or the Butterflies, were ordered dead on November 25th, 1960. How did we get here? Who were the butterflies? The sisters were Patria Mercedes Mirabel Reyes, Maria Argentina Minerva Mirabel Reyes, and Antonio Maria Teresa Mirabel Reyes. Patria Minerva and Maria. Just imagine that every time she says the sisters' names, just with the rolling of the R's. <laughs> and the, she's good. Thank you. We compliment each Thank other. Thank you. That's why she hired me as a plumber. Yes, exactly. exactly. Thanks, Larry. They had a fourth sister, the second eldest, Didi, who did not participate in the open opposition of the way the government was being run. We're going to start with the youngest, Maria Teresa. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Was born in 1935. She attended a Catholic boarding school, Colegio Immaculada Concepcion in La Vega, then graduated from... Liceo de San Francisco de Macorís. In 1954. It's like Google Translate a little bit. Yes. You know, when you say, Siri, how do I pronounce this? That's why she keeps me around. <laughs> she went on to enroll in the University of Santo Domingo and study mathematics. Maria Teresa later married a man named Leonardo Guzman. And she, later in life, said... Perhaps what we have most near is death, but that idea does not frighten me. We shall continue to fight for what is just. Moving on to the oldest, Patria, was born in 1924. She was sent to the Catholic boarding school as well and left three years early to marry a farmer, ab abandoning her initial trajectory of nunnery. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would happen if you're going to a Catholic boarding school yeah definitely dominicans have always been uh religious individuals uh so this doesn't surprise me in the slightest continue please speaking from personal experience <laughs> absolutely sunday school <laughs> until confirmation you know that was very <laughs> real yeah something that i i love about this is um the man she left school to marry pedro gonzalez supported and aided her in challenging the trujillo regime he was absolutely part of that that movement and supported everything that she was doing which like you would hope would happen with a husband patria was the last of the three to fully join the cause when she was on a religious retreat in 1959 
She witnessed a massacre led by the regime and was forever changed when she watched a young boy die from gunshot wounds. She said, we cannot allow our children to grow up in this corrupt and tyrannical regime. We have to fight against it, and I am willing to give up everything, even my life, if necessary. You know, I, I can't imagine being on what you think is going to be a peaceful religious retreat. You're there to, to worship. You're there to spend your time with your brothers and sisters in, in you know, your faith to then be completely obliterated by an attack he was a wicked man those yeah. those were awful times in the dominican republic yeah our our most outspoken and fearless of the las mariposas second youngest minerva born in 1926 where do you think she went to school i mean colegio immaculada you guessed it. Yeah? Nice. Uh, she and Patria were actually in school together. They were only a couple years apart, I believe, uh, like that. two. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, they were about two years apart. They're all very close in age. Oh, yeah. And uh, even as a young girl, Minerva was quite a rebel. She based her actions and beliefs on her own thoughts of what was right and wrong. Does that sound like anybody you know? Any, does it sound like any strong-willed <laughs> women that I could be possibly standing next to? You know? Shoot. Rings a bell. First just word. A, just a little ding-ding. Rhymes with feather. Weather? Yeah. <laughs> In the 1940s, Minerva met Per... per oh, here we go again. I got you. That's what I'm here for. Oh, his name was Pericles. Oh. <laughs> his it, name was Per... Well, you know. I wasn't he sure. He was inspired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I can pronounce this one. Well, I thought it's it probably, was... It's probably not Pericles. It's probably like Pericles. Ah, uh, yes. Gotta, yeah, it's... Pericles. Yeah, it's... Uh-huh. Minerva met Pericles, yep. Franco Ornes, known Ornes. for his... Mm-hmm. Ornes. Known for his anti-Trujillo stance. Trujillo. Trujillo. Mm-hmm. I keep doing the wrong emphasis. Mm-hmm. On the wrong syllable. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so he... For his anti-Trujillo stance and being the... F- founder of the Popular Socialist Party. Meeting Ornes, in addition to the leftist literature she consumed and the illegally intercepted radio stations from Cuba and Venezuela that objectively discussed the political climate in DR, solidified her beliefs. In 1954, Minerva enrolled at the University of Santo Domingo. Even though she had more than qualifying grades, Trujillo, Trujillo, Gosh, you're good. You got it. He was a he was a bad man anyway. We don't even want to get his name right. Yeah, he sucks. It's fine. Stupid. <laughs> or did she be barred from attending the university primarily because of her thesis paper? Do you want to know what that was called? Oh man, I'm sh- please enlighten me on what these guys. All right, enlighten me, please. So, the principle of the irretroactiveness of laws and Dominican jurisprudence. Basically, the whole thing was about basic human rights, and she made the suge- made suggestions for changes in the government. And based on that, he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't well received. Sorry, lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't get to do this. No. Mm-hmm. Can't keep her down, though, because despite his efforts to thwart her, Minerva later returned to the university and graduated on October 28th, 1957. Good thing, too, because she met her husband, Manuel Tavares Justo. He was incredibly supportive, active in the fight. He's doing his thing right along with her. Trujillo, 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 
Trujillo. Nope. 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 Trujillo. Trujillo. God. Trujillo. God, it's just not going to stick. Would give order. I'm going to call him TJ. TJ. Nope. Won't do that. <laughs> Don't humanize the dictator. Fine. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a homeboy. He's like, yo, my man TJ. <laughs> no. Raphael. You call him Raphael. That was his first name. Okay. Raphael. We'll call him Raphael. Ralph. Ralph. Ralphie. Ralph. No, Ralph. Ralph. Okay, Ralph. <laughs> no, Raphael. Raphael yeah, <laughs> would give orders to arrest and harass her. Maria Teresa, her sister, also endured Raphael's direct orders for her arrest and harassment. Minerva said, It is a source of happiness to do whatever can be done for our country that suffers so many anguishes. It is sad to stay with arms crossed. So let's rewind a little bit and we can look at the first major run-ins that the Mirabal uh, family had with El Jefe, mm. Rafael. Mm. In mid-October of 1949, Rafael held a party in his mansion in San Cristobal to commemorate Columbus's discovery of the Americas and honor the people of the Espaillat province. The Mirabal family re received their invitation in person by Antonio del Maza, the governor of Moca, and Juan Rojas, the senator of Espaillat. Don Enrique Mirabal, their father, Patria, Patria's husband, Minerva, Didi, and Didi's husband were all in attendance. It was an outdoor garden party. Do you think Dwight was there announcing everyone's um, entrance? <laughs> Dressed up to the nines and his glasses with his hair parted. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Thank you for that yes, quick off yes. office uh, segue. Yes, that was really good. <laughs> now, quickly, this uh, garden party was cut short by a torrential downpour. The Mirabal family took this opportunity to make their exit, as most normal people would do if it's storming. Yeah. For an outdoor party. Why I, would you not leave? There, if you there were leave. no tents, especially if there were no tents. Excuse me. You know, muddy. It's whatever. Uh, you know, it's October. Not like what it's, I planned. It's probably humid. Rude. It's, it's not a good time. Selfish. You know, and so. I'm going to ruin my clothes. You know, Raphael, being a big fat ego baby, took their departure as a lack of respect, obviously. Yeah. You know, because, like, how rude. Yeah. He called the military post to have their vehicle stopped mm -hmm. once he noticed that they had left. The family of six, however, had already passed. So that was, uh, you know, avoided momentarily for that confrontation. Now, a few days later, it was advised to Don Enrique to write a letter of apology to Rafael after the Irish goodbye incident. And he obliged. <laughs> he, he was like, you know, fair. I get it. I'll do it. I don't want to cause more trouble. Pettywop Ralph wasn't satisfied. So the next day, Don Enrique was jailed in Santo Domingo. A day later, Minerva and Donna Chia were also arrested. This was another member of, of the party. Now, mm -hmm. Minerva was taken daily to Fortaleza Ozama. Yes to be interrogated about her political activities. She was asked to write a letter of apology Ugh. to Raphael. What do you think she did? Ugh. I mean... What do you think she uh, said? Like, she just wrote... She just 
No, I, she, she just said no. She oh, that's she, just, she didn't write him anything. She didn't write, like a hate letter or she like she just absolutely refused because she's sitting there oh, being interrogated and yeah. she was like, I'm I left a party. No, right. I just you figured know? if she was so spoken with the word oh. with the with the pen penmanship, you know, she silence been. is even a better stronger stronger yeah. message. She was yeah, like, exactly. uh-uh, mm-hmm. uh-uh. she had no time for the writing. After being detained for a number of days, the Mirabeau family, using their standing in the community, were able to use their connections with friends and extended family to broker the release of Don Enrique, Don Achea, and Minerva. With Minerva leading the charge, the sisters established the group Movement of the 14th of June. This was named after the date of the massacre that Patria witnessed. So this this really just put the... just catapulted them into this into this further act of i don't want to say rebellion i guess activism yeah their move you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it, their it propelled their movement yeah, further for sure. uh, the group consisted of a large number of young middle-class dominicans opposing rafael's regime i would like to think that i would have been a part of that uh, if I mean, it, but it wasn't so it wasn't safe because ev- it, as you know, they had secret police, so you actually didn't know at the time who was really a police Spoiling officer. Spoiling the story. Well, I just because I know so much about it, mm-hmm. just from having you know, my parents are Dominican, my family's Dominican, so there's just so much, there's just so much content that I'm familiar with, and obviously it's mostly horrible because this man was right. a wicked individual. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder. Thank you. Work, continue. <laughs> no. So. The the group would distribute pamphlets with the names of people killed by by Rafael's regime, as well as how to construct guns and bombs should they need them in the future. Minerva's underground name was Las Mariposas. Mm-hmm. So that was hers, and it was then adopted by the sisters as a whole. Oh, her name was La Mariposa, and yeah. then it was adopted, and they yes, became yes, Las yes. Mariposas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have said that better. No, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Co-host. After a meeting of the movement of the 14th of June on January 10th, 1960. That's a tongue twister for Yeah, me. it really is. Mm. Maria Teresa and Minerva, alongside with, along with more than 100 members, were arrested. It can only be assumed that the regime knew of this meeting because everyone in attendance was arrested. So there had to have been some secret police involved in that. Maria Teresa and Minerva were thankfully not tortured when they were taken into custody Uh, their husbands were involved in the group as well and all three sisters husbands were incarcerated at la victoria penitentiary in santo domingo rafael was being increasingly criticized internationally and when the organization of american states in 1960 came forward maria Teresa and minerva were released along with the other women who were incarcerated He later freed the men who had been jailed on only suspicion, but the husbands of the butterflies were not. On November 25th, 1960, the sisters went to the prison to visit their husbands. On their way home after the visit, they were stopped by some of Raphael's lackeys. Patria, Minerva, Maria Teresa, and their driver, Rufino de la Cruz, were viciously attacked and clubbed to death, shoved in the back of their jeep, and then said Jeep was run off of a mountain to make their deaths look like an accident. Awful. Yeah. That's just, I mean. That's horrific. That's so cowardly, too. What a coward. What a coward. Yeah, I mean, there's, that's there's just, no excuse. That's, 
I, the lowest of the low, really. He's he's a scumbag. He was a scumbag. He was a piece, you know. He yeah, was, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. And he he couldn't the fact that he couldn't even own up to it and say like, yeah, I did this. He he uh, I just hate it so much. Trujillo is also the same person who tried to uh, uh, he was unsuccessful, but he attempted to um, assassinate the Venezuelan president in 1960, Romayu, Romayu uh, Um He was unsuccessful in that attempt, and so really it just shows that he has no self-control. He was a malicious male who uh, who was just trying to, you know, um, further, further his agenda. He was also U.S.-backed um, when the Dominican Republic had occupied the territory for a period of time. So let's not forget that. Yeah, that's not great. He was, you know, uh, oops, uh, oops, uh, oops. Oh, well. Well, Raphael was assassinated. Good. Six months later. Excellent. Whoop, whoop, Best whoop. part of the story. You know? General uh, Pupo, mm-hmm. Pupo? Yeah, Pupo. General Pupo. Senor Pupo. <laughs> General Pupo Roman admitted that the sisters were killed by members of Rafael's secret police force. Because <laughs> up until that point, they had just been denying the whole thing, saying it was a tragic accident. Look, their Jeep ran off a mountain. Like, you know, oh no, car burned up. Yeah. They made it like it's it ridiculous, which Nobody. everyone knew it wasn't. Clearly. Everyone knew. Clearly. So the, the members of the secret p- police force that were involved were Emilion Estrada Maleta, Alfonso Cruz Valle- Valeria, Roman Emilio Rojas, Siracao de la Rosa, and the, and the, and the chief's right-hand man, <laughs> Victor Peña Rivera. And his right hand man, but like overkill much? Yeah, it sounds. It's why like that's just, just that that shows how much of a threat that he thought they were. Yeah. If he had to send like a bunch of his Everyone. lackeys and goonies to like just kill these these three women and and the driver, exactly. Like, no, he knew that they were a national threat, and he had he took them out. In they the were most... a threat to him. They were a threat to what he thought was his right. To it sounded like he was a weak and fragile individual. I just, I don't know. You have to tell me more about the story. Maybe, may, maybe it changes. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Let's see what happens. Well, do you remember our long lost sister, Didi? Yes, yeah, the fourth one. So she lived a long life and died of natural causes on February 1st of 2014. Sad, but at least she made it as far and, as she did. And, you know, she wasn't initially. She, she wasn't part of that initial uh, cause, her, understandably, you know, and, and her husband was fearful for her and their family, their livelihood. So they, you know, made a, made a really tough decision, I'm sure. And um, luckily, though, that meant there was a sister to carry on their name, carry on their legacy, make sure they were remembered. So she was the founder and director of the Mirabel Museum and it was located in the house that the butterflies lived in for the last 10 months of their lives nice. in um, Sassiro, Dominican Republic. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm really glad that she was still around to be able to tell their story. I think it's important for certain tragedies like that to not be lost in time, especially when it was, you know, in the past 70, 70 years, 60 years, like we've had, you know, like, they're, it's, it's, it's incredible that something that a dictator like that was able to take control of a territory that was just so close to the United States and all of this just went 
it was swept under the rug. You like, know, they didn't and, really intervene. And, and it wasn't until until the you know late fifties really that that international outrage was was really coming forth. That people were like, look at what's going on. Look at this. You can't continuously turn a blind eye. And that's something that I love about these these women these sisters because they they refused to turn a blind eye and you know I like I said I would like to think that I would join the cause but ah, that's so difficult to to look at it and be like you you there's a very high probability that your life will be ended as soon as you you declare outwardly continually say this isn't right. What you're doing is wrong, and people need to listen. There yeah. was there was no blueprint for you know the Mirabel sisters and La Pola. Like they are the blueprint. They are the foundation for these strong-willed women in Latin America to take a stand against these awful regimes that um, really tore apart the communities. You know, dismantled democracy and just civilization as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any more to say? Actually, yes. Do it. Um, if you would like any more inf- uh, more information about the sisters, totally check out the book um, that uh, was written by Julia Julia Alvarez. It was called In the Time of Butterflies. It's a very dark and captivating tale about these four sisters who went through treacherous times in the country. Also, check out the movie too. It isn't as it, it's. It's just as um, engaging. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is in it, if you're uh, familiar with the actress. Um, so check out the book, In the Time of Butterflies, also the movie. And uh, do you have anything you'd like to add, Heather, Ashley? No, I think that about wraps this second episode up. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. Tune back in this Friday. I have an interview with the cowgirl mermaid musician herself, Lorena Lee. She's a lot of fun. It's such a great interview. She's got a lot of insight for musicians and just anyone trying to live their dreams out. So until then, be safe, stay